Closing time Closing time We are so excited to have in our studio today Sean Whitley and Christine Mile, the stars of Pump Boys and Dinettes, Theater at the uh, Center. It's in Munster, Indiana, and your final weekend of performance is coming up this weekend. You guys have been doing this for about a month. It's the end yeah. of the run. Is there a sense of relief, or are you guys kind of feeling like, oh, we need we could do another three weeks? Uh, I think we could do another three months at least. Yeah. yeah, it's a great group of people, and the music is so joyful. The audiences really have been responding so positively that, yeah, it's sad that it's coming to an end because it's not always that immediate um, response of of joy from the audience. Yeah. But this show really has a special magic to it, I think, that people are really catching on to. It's such a popular show. I mean, you hear the name, Pump Boys and Dinettes, and then you have the people who have seen it a lot, and then you have others who have said, who have heard the announcements and the advertisements and say, gosh, I need to see that. Why right. do people need to come and see the show? What is it about the show that keeps its longevity? Uh, you get to see uh, the actors having a lot of fun, and that's, uh, for me... It's exciting to be a part of a show where I get to watch my my fellow castmates perform, and I am genuinely entertained by them. And it's a, it's a very casual show. You can you can really use the audience uh, uh, and integrate them into the show based on their reactions. Or if someone sneezes in the audience, like you can you can come out of it and go bless you, you know, <laughs> yeah. like things like that. It's. It, and the audience it, is going, wait, is he talking to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we speak directly to the audience, so they're very much a part of uh, it's. You know, it's this it's this gas station and, and diner on the side of a stretch of highway in North Carolina, and the audience is just the person that came in that day, and you know maybe they're just passing through, and they're gonna fill up their car and get a slice of pie, and we're so happy you were there. But also, and we're I, gonna sing to you, and yeah. we're also, yeah. but also we sing and we play instruments, and I think. That our cast is a is a cast of great musicians. So you also hear a, a band live on stage, singing, playing, talking, I love, dancing. It's everything. I love the interaction. I love the fact that the audience becomes a cast member too. Is that cool for you as artists, as actors? Because I'm sure you're used to performing on stage, doing your thing. And I, I mean, of course, I'm not a performer like you are, but. I would get distracted by the audience if they did something like that, but you tend to feed off that in this performance. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, they um, they once they figure out that they are a part of the show, it's it's kind of hard to to back them away from that, and you don't want to even. You know, it's it's uh, the the more they get involved, the, the the more fun we have. So it's it's. That's one of the best things about it, in my opinion. Let's talk yeah. about your characters, too, Sean. You sure. play Jim. Christine, you play Retta Cup. Retta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about your characters. Well, uh, Jim is the one of the owners and proprietors of this gas station, and he uh, he's kind of the... Uh, he's the spokesperson for the for, for the show and for the, for, for the whole group. Um, he's a good old boy, uh, very relaxed. He loves to fish, and he's got a thing for Retta. And Retta sometimes likes him, sometimes doesn't. So <laughs> on again, off again, on yeah, again, off again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Retta is uh, Retta owns the diner that next door, and she runs it with her sister Prudy. And Retta is a mother of two, and um, you know it's a small town where they come from, but there's 
there's two men for every one woman. So she's got options. And That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, she's got options. <laughs> but a, she has she has a thing for Jim, but he can't seem to get it together. And, you know, through the, the course of the show, you realize that Jim went fishing instead of coming on a date with her. And she is... Not pleased. Not happy about that. <laughs> no, she's not pleased. So I spend half of the show being a little pissed off. Uh-huh. And then the other half of the show kind of getting over it and giving in. But um, she's definitely more of a type A, you know, I want things to be my way kind of. Are you like that? Absolutely. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, yes. That's, Ten performances a week. <laughs> yes, it's bleeding over into real life. Right, right. <laughs> do, do your characters? I mean, as actors, when you when you take on a role like this and you're doing it, you're doing eight to ten shows a week. Do you tend to take on some of the characteristics of your character when you leave? Do you leave the character at home, or do you pull a Tom Hanks and kind of become that character then for the next month? Um, I feel like there's always a little bit of what I call character hangover with every show you do. Um, every show kind of leaves a certain energy imprint on your spirit when you leave. Um, so certain shows, like I did Les Mis for three months, and I swear I was never so unhappy as a person because you're just in that strifey kind of place. And it it stays with you because your body doesn't know that you're not uh, homeless and hungry and and downtrodden. So, you know, if you act that way for a certain amount of time, it just kind of bleeds over. But this kind of a show, I've been so happy and peppy and joyful. So, yeah, I definitely think it does have an impact on how you kind of go around the world. Yeah. Same and, for you, Sean. And, well, yeah. by the same token, it, there's, there, there's a lot of um, like uh, drawing from your own personal experience and yourself when you inhabit a character. So you, you want some of yourself to be coming through yeah. and, and finding your uh, your essence within that character. Uh, I when I did Million Dollar Quartet, I had to change my whole look and had you know I, I had to wear a pompadour and, and and be a rockabilly person, which I'm not, and it was it was it was interesting to to be that guy and and then but as soon as it was over and I could go back to my regular haircut, I was like, oh yeah, this this is who I am. This is who I and am. I, <laughs> and you say this modestly. You played Carol Perkins. You you performed eight. It was eight. Was it eighteen hundred? Performances. Mm-hmm. That is quite a milestone. That I was, remember you were full of energy in that show. Oh, thank at you. At the Apollo, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fantastic. Thank you very much. That was that was an incredible experience. How you know, how demanding is that for both of you? I mean, you're you're acting, you're singing, you're kind of dancing around a little bit, you're playing musical instruments. Mm-hmm. Does that take a toll on your voice and your body, or is it kind of, you know, like an adrenaline thing? Hey, I got four weeks, boom, we are nonstop. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's something to be said for adrenaline. There's something to be said for the the voice is a muscle, and when you're working it out, it it becomes stronger. Um, I would say that it is exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are definitely people who are more suited to this kind of uh, regimen than others. Uh, just like I always think, I always talked about like major league baseball players, or you know, they there, a certain type of athlete has the longevity and the um what's the word i'm looking for like the stamina the stamina yeah yeah and and one of my my greatest strengths as a performer is my vocal stamina my voice is always kind of ready to go and um and i can sing and sing and sing and never get tired but there are a lot of other people that need to like have you know take uh rest their voices for eight hours a day if they can and periods of silence lots of water and and everybody knows what they have to do in order to get through the week but 
I think certain people are more successful um, if they do have that kind of stamina. And I will I will attest to Christine's vocal stamina and her her consistency. Uh, that that that's one thing that I find so uh, I find so uh, exciting and and admirable about about her talent is that she <laughs> she never gives less than a hundred and twenty percent when she sings and it's and it's always right on the money i really dig it <laughs> love i love your admiration for each other and i love that because you know obviously you need that in a run like this and you're performing all these shows um to have that admiration for each other and for your cast and mm-hmm. all right speaking of singing is it too demanding would you guys sing something for us sure, sure. okay okay good. well i was thinking we what could perform um there's a there's a song that happens at the end of the show and it's called closing time and i think it's i think it's uh, rather appropriate since we're about to close on sunday so let's, uh, let's do a little closing time. It's a really sweet song. Hold on, I'm going to tune my guitar a little bit. <laughs> I knew he would. Sean likes things to be in tune. I appreciate that. <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> okay, that'll work. Okay, good. So here we go. Pull the twin garage doors down. Coil the air hose tight Fill the sugars Mop the floor Leave a light on Leave on a light Closing time Closing time Closing for the evening See you when you stop this way again Closing time Closing for the evening Closing time Closing for the evening Closing for the evening See you when you stop this way again But you can pay tomorrow Cause it's closing time Closing time Closing for the evening Closing Closing for the evening Closing for the evening See you when you stop this way again Cause I'm so thankful To lighten up my load Come again, leaving on a light till you come again, leaving on a light till you come again, leaving on a light till you come again, leaving on a light. Good night. Woo! That's fantastic. You get a round of applause from our engineers as well, oh, yeah. our sound oh, guys. You. 
Wow, that's unbelievable. You know what's even more unbelievable? You sound great. You sound fantastic. But like you said, Christine, you don't need a warm-up. You, I mean, that's raw talent. And thank you for doing that. I appreciate sure, that. Anytime. Do you guys like performing in front of theater? The theater that you're performing in now in Munster is about 400, 410 seats. Um, I know, Sean, you performed as Carl Perkins at the Apollo, which is maybe, what, about the same, 400, yeah, about maybe that, a couple less. Size. Do you prefer the smaller venues, or do you like the big theaters, like the Oriental and the Cadillac? Or is it just different, just based on what the performance might be for Like a Les Mis? Well, yeah, I think it definitely depends on what you are doing. Um, but I like it when I can feel that the audience is close to me and that they're not so far that they can't see the expression on my face. You know, And I feel that way as an audience member, too. I'd prefer to be at a smaller theater and really see what the actors are doing. You know, When you sit so far away, it's kind of like you're listening to the album and you can kind of see bodies moving in the distance. Right. You know, Sometimes when you see a show at one of the larger theaters. But, um, yeah, I, I love smaller, more intimate spaces because I, I like an intimate experience at the theater. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. It's it's a it's a special moment that you get to spend with with strangers. You know, it's uh, and to to feel to feel a part of uh, a part of a group that's experiencing the same thing at the same time. And especially if it's if it's in close quarters, that's there's there's very few things you get that same feeling from. Well, if you want to hear more, if you don't get a chance, get on out and see Pump Boys and Dinettes at the uh, Theater at the Center in Munster. But if you aren't able to do that, good news, because if you like what you just heard, and I'm sure you did because you guys are awesome, uh, you have a CD that you guys are doing for the holidays. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, every year, the Chicago theatrical community kind of comes together. All the different theaters, the Goodman, the Paramount, the Marriott, the Drury Lane out in Oak Brook, Theater at the Center – uh, and then other theater, smaller theater companies, um, the Firebrand Theater and um, uh, Porchlight. Um, and they, we make a CD of holiday songs every year. And every group does one song. And you can kind of bring whatever you want to the table. But you kind of meet in the recording studio and everybody records their songs. And it turns into a CD, which is uh, then sold over the holiday season at all the theaters in town. Court Theater sells them, I know, and Goodman and... Steppenwolf, and uh, they're sold after the show. But they're kind of it's a it's a twenty. You you donate twenty dollars, and then you get a CD as a gift. See, that's great. I think that is what. But it raises money for Season of Concern, which is a um, which is a local uh, charitable organization that helps actors who are uh, living with HIV and AIDS. But also beyond that, uh, any a friend of ours uh, was uh, shot point blank in the head. Uh, many years back and uh, suffers from aphasia and all the results of that. And Season of Concern has been there for him. They paid his rent. They paid his medical bills. Uh, it's a great organization to take care of actors because uh, especially, you know, under the union, uh, union actors are protected and we get insurance. But there are so many artists out there that are, don't have proper health care. And when you get yourself into a bind or you have a medical situation, Season of Concern is there for artists. And this is one of their major fundraisers is doing this uh, this album every year. And it's fantastic. I mean, even if it's not for the charitable donation, yeah. the album is wonderful. And it's, it, you know, I think everybody likes holiday music. Um, and, and where else can you get, I mean, Chicago performances and Chicago actors all in one CD? Yes. And this is a gift. 20 bucks is nothing. Yeah, you you wouldn't believe the talent that's on this CD. It's incredible. We just re- we recorded yesterday our, our contribution from our cast. It's oh, so what did, can fun. you tell us what it is? You don't have to say it. We're doing kind of a lesser known song uh, that was originally recorded by Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, which oh. is a Western swing band. 
from the 50s and 60s. Cool. And the song is called Santa's on His Way. It's it's, it's, it's truly so delightful. It's so much that fun. Is it's so, so great. It's so funny. I love it's it. A it's, funny it's a funny Western swing fun country song. song and that I think is, people will get a kick out of it. That's fantastic. We'll put a link on up to our website as well. It's a great organization, uh, but you guys are a delight. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It's uh, Sean Whitley and Christine Mile, Pump Boys and Dinettes through Sunday uh, at the Theater at the Center in Munster, Indiana. But get the CD. We'll put a link up uh, to mm-hmm. this podcast as well. And it's only 20 bucks, and it goes for a great cause. That's Let's right. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Bye. For the evening. See you when you stop this way again.